Light Warrior Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Kant, author of the number one bestseller, Sensitivity is Your Superpower, How to Harness Your Gifts, Fulfill Your Purpose, and Create a Life of Joy. I'm super excited that you are here with us today. I have a very special guest, one of my besties that is here on the show. Before we get to introducing what our topic is for today, if you are new to my show and would like to receive a free gift, who doesn't like free gifts, right? Uh, The free gift is a sense of soul and Empowerment Guide, the three ways of navigating your way to more peace, positivity, and personal power. And you can get this guide free at sensitivesoulguide.com, all one word, sensitivesoulguide.com. And later today, uh, if you would like to call in and share a comment or uh, ask a question of my guest, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit one so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190. Okay, so let me tell you a little bit about my friend. Her name is Nicole Thibodeau, and I met her through, I believe, the Wellness Leadership Academy. So we're sitting in class together, and uh, she actually does channeling, and what's really interesting is at first, not necessarily Nicole specifically, but at first, I'm always like, hmm, channeling, I don't know if I'm really into that, you know, and uh, as I got to know Nicole and, you know, her work, what I realized, not only, you know, to be become, you know, good friends, but what I realized was that she's the real deal. In other words, there are some people that are out there, I'm not going to say names or anything like that, that are channeling things, and I, my intuition just doesn't resonate. It's just like, no. Um, And when Nicole asked me to take a look at her book that is launching tomorrow, we'll be sharing that link with you uh, uh, shortly, Uh, there's a launch party tomorrow. Uh, I took a look at her book and I was just wowed because not only is she sharing this amazing journey that she's taken and all these beautiful divine lessons that she's sharing with the world, but also it is in color and there are her um, pieces of artwork, which when you look at it, you can feel the healing energy in the body. That was really impressive to me. And in fact, uh, now she's an amazing artist. So in fact, one of her paintings, she let me take a, uh, take that the picture of it, and uh, it is to this day um, still my background for my cell phone because <laughs> I love it so much. It's beautiful, the colors, the flow, the energy of it. Um, so I'm super excited to uh, share with you, my friend. And you know, let's talk a little bit about uh, before I formally introduce her. Like what what we're talking about. You know, you know, life has its you know sudden turns, and when you think you know like where you're going, what you're doing. Uh, there's events in your life that just completely topple that over. And in the past, we used to think, oh, this is awful. This is awful. This shouldn't be happening, you know. But what if there's a way to get back to yourself through these, you know, sudden turns? And what if there is some sort of freedom that you can achieve through loving yourself through all the different, you know, pathways that you have with your life. And so you can um, navigate life with more grace, more harmony. And we, a lot of people know that we could use that right now. Right. So, um, it's been uh, a real pleasure to uh, support Nicole and the book that's launching tomorrow, and it is called Back to Love Again, A Giver's Guide to Reconnect with Your Inner Strength. And yes, you can find it on Amazon. However, I would really love if you're you know, listening to this live 
today on June 20th. Really love for you to wait till tomorrow to buy the book so we can get Nicole on the number one bestseller list or the bestseller list. That'd be super awesome. And there is also a book launch, blah, 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 book launch party, which is tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. Would love for you to be there. And I'm going to be there. And you can get that at bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B-T-L-A book launch party. So, so bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash B-T-L-A book launch party. And you'll be able to register for free and be with Nicole, myself, and actually our book publishers. Um, you know, uh, it's going to be there for a short period of time. He was a publisher of our uh, mutual volumes of books, Navigating the Clickety Clack, How to Stay Peace Filled in the Seemingly Toxic World. Keith Liana is going to be there as well. And uh, so I am super excited to introduce uh, Nicole. She is an oracle of divine transmissions. As a channeler and mentor, she she assists spiritually evolving gentle souls to have more clarity, peace, and live their divinity. But what she's most passionate about is assisting gentle souls to embrace their power, and be the master of their life, bringing peace and harmony on the planet one heart at a time. Thank you so much for joining me, Nicole. Yay! So excited. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's always a great pleasure to be talking with you, and this time talking with all your people that are listening in. Yeah, thank you, Nicole. And, um, you know, my my folks are definitely sensitive souls, gentle souls, just like you are. And I just want to let people know now, Nicole is from Quebec in Canada, and she speaks more languages than I do. <laughs> um, and, you know, she's fluent in French, so in case anyone wants to ask a question later in French, feel free to do that. Uh, Nicole will be able to, to understand all of that. So, Nicole, we're going to kind of start with um, your journey. I know it's it's we don't want everyone to, you know, to, to not read the book and, and uh, learn about your journey. But if you could give us kind of an idea of like how, like most people don't grow up going, gee, I'm going to be a channeler of, you know, divine transmissions, right? So how, how did you figure that out? First of all, that you could channel uh, divine, trans, you know, transmissions and messages. And then tell us kind of like how that kind of evolved over time to be where you are today. Yeah, no, it did not happen over time, overnight. It was a long process for me because in the beginning, it was something because I had premonitions and most of the time it was either somebody was having an accident and when I had the premonition of my best friend's baby dying, that's when I completely closed off and I said, well, if that's Mm. the deal, I'm out. Wow. Don't blame you. I was, yeah. I was talking to God and my angels and my guides, which I didn't know the, that language back then, but I was just talking to God, just like I'm talking to you right now. I'm saying, you know, I want out. It's just that life is not fun right now with that. So I, no way I'm doing that. And um, it's one day when my father was talking, I was talking to him with that, about that. And when I was young, everybody were referring to my father using black magic all the time. So he was the last person I wanted to have, you know, information or receive guidance from because I was afraid he would bring me into black magic. And actually what he said was, you know, you have to accept that this is part of you. You don't have to do anything with it if you don't want to, but you have to accept it is part of you. And that just telling me that 
I didn't have to do anything with it. It was just a key for me just to surrender and say, okay, so I feel safer now that I don't have to do anything with it. But okay, it's part of me and, you know, as well as he, it was part of him. So later on that I understood when my, my father was a medium, mm. he's not just doing black magic. And for him, it was something that was just normal, natural. But of course, you know, my mother also had abilities. She, she could uh, draw the cards and she would see all kinds of things. And she also saw the accidents, illnesses and all that. So one day she said, I'm not doing this anymore because I, all I see is bad stuff. And she, I think she was afraid of it all at the same time. So I kind of bought into this. I was just a young teenager. And then at some point, somebody was telling me, you know, you're a channel. And I argued with her for I don't know how long. And <laughs> saying, no, I'm not. And never in a million years will allow anyone to take my body. Mm. You know, it meant to me, it meant losing control mm. and fear of getting lost. And, mm-hmm. you know, not being able to come back to my body. Now I understand all of that, but back then I did not. When I started, um, I was early 20s, we did some transcendental meditation. And the day we received the mantra, I was, just before the man came in to give you a mantra, I had the garbage pan in my hands and I was throwing up. That's how reactive I was to all the process. Wow. So mine was not an easy one. So that's why, you know, I'm writing the book to help people to, if you have this longing in you and this desire that is stronger than you and it's pulling you and driving you, guiding you into a path that, you know, you're unsure, I want them not to have to go through what I went through and to bring some ease and, you know, have an easier path for them and to know that. That when you accept all these parts of you, it can be done on different scales. And sometimes when people talk about your mission, your mission, um, I remember asking St. Germain, someone was channeling for me, and I asked him, what was my mission? And he said it was with my children. (laughs) My first reaction was, huh, what? That's boring. I don't don't want to stay home with my kids. (laughs) I want to keep working. Excuse me. And actually, this is exactly what happened. And I think it was the best thing for me, being present fully for my children. And Mm. I was evolving at the same time. Some of them were great teachers for me, learning my, you know, how to stand in my power, just, you know, having healthy uh, limits with people and, and, you know, keep evolving, adapting. So it's all these things that, you know, you you can be a healer within your own family first and for yourself. And, you know, I'm I'm always eager to say to people, we have to be the healer of ourselves first. Mm -hmm. The rest will follow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so it took me many, many years. And it's when I had a surgery that um, afterwards I had internal hemorrhage. And when I came back to myself, the, the only um, knowing, inner knowing that I had that was so clear, it was I was not allowed to sit on the fence anymore. Wow. Remember, I, I had made the choice that I accept that I have those gifts, but I don't want to do anything with it. So therefore, it's just I was sitting on the fence. 
Right. So it right. was clear to me that I can accept not to do anything with it, but I have to be clear and say, no, I'm not doing this, or I say a full yes. Oh, okay, okay. Wow. I chose to say a full yes. (laughs) Why did you make that? Why did you make that? um, Was not scary for you to make that decision? Like, how did you make that? Um, It was scary, but at that point, I think because it was shortly after the surgery, I was still really deeply connected to my divine self, Mm. and. I was receiving this knowledge that there was this inner knowing that it's hard to explain that it's, you know, it's so vivid in your mind, so clear that there is no questions that you ask about it. So it was just, okay, saying yes or no and saying yes, it didn't just boom on the next day I was doing all I'm doing right now. It was just, and it just guided me into the self-mastery school. Where I learned to channel. That was a 12 month program that I was in. And for mm-hmm. the first nine months, yes, I had migraines over migraines over migraines because I had memories of being an oracle in another life and also memories of misusing my gifts in another life. Oh, or being abused, and all of that was at play at the same time. And I remember one uh, incident where um, we were three of us um, channeling together, and it happened for me that I channeled Alua, and Alua came in so strongly, and it felt so great, and I was just amazed about it. But right after, all I heard was, "You wanted to hope to open, you're going to pay for it," and I felt like this sword going into my head and it was just like they were twisting it. It was just like, oh my God. Ah. And I was sick. I had a migraine for three days. Oh my <laughs> gosh. That. Whose voice was that? Um, I think it was just the last resistance. You know, sometimes it's unresolved mm. energies and um, like internal resistance kind of thing. Yes. Yes, and sometimes it's parts of us, aspects of us, what we were in another life that made a vow or a contract to never, never open again. Ah. And I was, I chose that. That's when I started to learn how to stand in my power when there was this much resistance. Always bring them into the love, into the heart energy. Mm. And at the same time, being very assertive that this is my life, this is the choice I make. And this is how it's going to be. I right. love you very much. I'm sending you all kinds of love, you know, wrap you in the bubble of love and compassion. But this is my time, mm-hmm. my moment. Okay. So you're not saying buzz off. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> my no. initial reaction was like buzz off. <laughs> but yeah, so you're, you're much kinder. <laughs> Kinder compassionate well, it, it, about love. It, it means that, but at the same time, it's just I want to make sure that they don't come back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right. Well, them. And, yeah, and and just a lot of us are just whatever we're doing is to get love, and so if that is filled, then there's no reason to continue, really. So that's yeah. kind of 
interesting. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's one of the reasons why the book is called Back to Love Again. Because, well, not only did I have one burnout, but I had two. So, you know, it's the second time I'm going back to love. I guess I didn't learn the whole lesson the first time. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's through self-love that you, you get stronger. And the moment that we begin to have enough love and compassion for ourselves, all the love and compassion that comes from others is just, I always say, like the cherry on top of the sundae. Mm. It's just a bonus because you, right. you feel you feel safe and secure and mm. reassured at every moment. But as a healer, as a light worker, many times we tend to forget about ourselves, especially in the beginning. Yep. We want to be there for everybody and we want to save the world. Yep. Know that one. <laughs> <laughs> and That's why so many of us get burnt out, right? We're just exactly. Giving, 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 sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Yes, and we don't have to do that. And we often seem to um, put self-care with being selfish, and that's not what it is. If mm. you have your own routine of, for me, it's going to be more meditation and channeling that will help me to come back to my center and realign my energies. Or, or swimming. Mm-hmm. It sounds funny for people, but swimming for me is something where I am alone in the water and I can just center and get into the rhythm of swimming. And I can swim for a very long time just because I'm into that rhythm and I'm just allowing my body to be in the zone. And um, this helps me to realign my energies, realign all my bodies and my chakras together. So we each have our own ways of doing that, and that's why I encourage people to try different things and go within and verify, is that for me? If it's for you and you feel great with with that, then go for it. What I'm offering in the book is one way, and it's the way that I work, and I I wish for the people to to have an easier path and for them to be able to (coughs) re-energize Me. and to be the master of their life through this book, you know. And every time I look at the chapters, because when I received the titles of the chapters, I see now the evolution in each chapter. That these chapters, not <clears throat> through the meditations and working with the code, it's a journey that each reader will going to undertake. But it's their own journey with these tools they can use anytime. Right. So it's sort of like um, a living workshop and that each chapter, you know, works on us in maybe a different way because we're each individuals and whatever it is we need, we gain out of that. Um, and, and it, and as I recall, there's each chapter has its own artwork as well. Is that right? Yeah. And there's only one chapter that doesn't have an artwork. But all the others do. Mm. Yeah, and there is a beautiful evolution in all of them, you know. Um, If we talk about the first chapter, which is the Valley of Fear, it took me a while to understand what was the Valley of Fear, and then I realized that the Valley of Fear, when you're in the valley, there is nowhere to hide. And when you're experiencing fear, you feel like there's nowhere to hide, and that's the first thing you want to do is hide. Mm. 
when you're fearful. Yep. And the meditation, well, it's releasing fear through compassion. Mm. And it's having self-compassion. And this one has a code, and it's the code is the wheel of compassion. So that wheel will activate all the energies that you need to bring all that compassion to you to be able to release gently, you know, gracefully all the, the fears that you, that no longer serve you. And, you know, we drag so much energies. i put it as a backpack. So it's time for us to release that backpack. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, that's great. Well, and it's very um, gentle. Like you're work is very gentle, like that whole grace and ease is, uh, and especially, um, you know, each of us have different energies and um, people that know me know I tend to be like kind of a big, loud, somewhat um, energy, <laughs> which may or may not be appropriate for everyone. Um, and what I love about your work is like, it's, it's this complementary contrast in a way is that it's powerful yet very gentle and um loving you know um one feels like it's you know it's like wrapping oneself in in a cocoon of love and uh, i love that about the book and about you know your your work so um so folks are out there you know especially if they're like you're kind of intense dr karen um <laughs> like this will be your you know this will be really great for you just to check out nicole's book oh my gosh so i i we would love to know um what the other chapters are. I mean, you don't necessarily have to tell us everything that's in the chapter, of course, but just like the, the, the journey that you're sharing. Well, you know, in that book, we talk about the emotions, burnouts, of course, but you know, when, when you're doubting yourself as a light worker, there's moments where we doubt ourselves so much. Um, is it real? You know, it's unreal. It's just like nobody is going to understand me. And we're very careful to whom we discuss what we're experiencing also. True, true. <laughs> and, um, you know, come back to compassion again. To have a lot of compassion. And one thing that is so important as a light worker is not to compare ourselves to others. Mm. Because we each have our gifts. We were talking about the way you work. You know, I love the way you work. And I love when there are people that not only explain what goes on, but gives you, at the same time, a recipe to go with it. Like you, you have your healing method and, you know, you're experiencing this and that, and here's a tool that you can use for you, for that. Or, you know, when I was uh, younger, I would go and uh, see um, someone that would just read the cards for me and tell me all kinds of things. And they would tell me something that, that that I would need to do. But how? They never had the how to. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's just like, okay, it's cool. It's fine and dandy to receive all the info, but what, what do I do with it? How do I work with it? You know, I wasn't, um, I wasn't channeling at that point yet. So it was something that was, although I was highly intuitive, but still not fully accepting that <laughs> I was highly intuitive. So, you know, and, and through the book also, you know, it's talking about change. You know, we go through so many changes in our lives. And sometimes in my life, I felt that I was going through two, three changes 
all at once, and it felt at some point was just like so overwhelming. It's just like, oh, come on, guys, just like, you know, I have this to deal, and you add that on top of it, and it's just how do you want me to deal all of that? But somehow I managed because I always turned to my guides, and I started mm. to delegate. <laughs> oh, yes, tell us about that. That sounds interesting. Well, what I say delegate is, you know, there are certain things if I had to deal with a certain person and I would ask my divine presence and ask their divine presence to work it out. I don't want to deal with that and just make mm-hmm. sure that all the energies are set in place for when we meet. Everything is perfect for the both of us and for the highest good of both of us. Ooh, Always for I the like highest that. good of all. Right. And that just prepares the energies and for you to be able to go into a meeting, into um, even for a family gathering. Sometimes we know family mm-hmm. gatherings are not always the easiest ones. And you can prepare that energy just by calling in the divine presence of everyone who's going to be present in that gathering and your divine presence and ask all of them, all those divine presences to Prepare the energies for everyone to have a good time or, you know, for the highest good of all. And you'll see how much it changes. Wow, that's great. It changes our perception of things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Well, number one, uh, many people don't realize that's even possible to ask for that kind of support. And number two, um, that... You know, I, I know just from, you know, my own personal experience and, you know, my clients and patients in the past, like sometimes that fear of that foreboding or dread, oh, no, I got to go here, you know, oh, no, family gathering, what's going to happen, you know, um, just letting go and letting, like like you saying, delegating, you know, to the divine presences of each person, uh, it, there's a sense of just complete surrender, letting go and peace as opposed to that fear of, uh-oh, what's it going to be like, you know? So I think that's a very powerful practice. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah, it is powerful. And in the beginning, you know, we might te- have a tendency of rethinking about it, but every time we think about it, it's just give it over again. Mm-hmm. Do the process again. Thing. Do the process My again. My mother Got it. was telling me when I was younger, um, you gave it to God. Why are you taking it back? It's just like you're asking him to repair something, <laughs> and then you take it out of his hands. And it's just, how, do, how does he want, how, how can you imagine him repairing your toy if <laughs> you keep taking it back? Oh, interesting. So. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, thank you. <laughs> um, can you tell us about another chapter? Um, the field of the doubt is, um, you know, when you're doubting about everything, about yourself, about any actions. I'm not talking about um, uh, about you know doubting about from uh, about others. I'm really talking about self. You know, um, uh-huh. sometimes we we doubt. We can even doubt that we're a good light worker. We can even right. doubt that um, 
And actually, when there is that doubt, a lack of self-confidence at the same time. And doubting, I kind of changed doubting and becoming into um, an affirmation instead. And changing my view about doubting and just using doubting and making it more a hesitation. And just to take the time, give myself permission to take the time to reflect on something. We so often feel urged to say yes or no or do something. Mm. You know, giving ourselves permission to sleep on it. We're not denying anyone. You're just giving yourself the space and the time that you need to reflect on something. And for those of us that are clear sentient, it is important to have that because this is when we can feel in our body how it feels. If it's a full yes or if it's no, or, you know, if it's okay to hesitate and say, well, let me think about it or let me sleep on it and I'll come back to you. Uh-huh. We're not de- denying anyone else. We're just giving a big yes to ourselves. Oh, that's so powerful. That's so powerful. I am practicing that, Nicole. Um, it's uh, certainly, uh, I haven't remembered every time. Because as a clairsentient dominant person, when somebody's excited about something, uh, especially if it's, you know, somebody that I love and care about, when they're excited about something, I do have that immediate, you know, I say yes before I've really thought about it and what my time is and like, you know, can I schedule that in and will I be messing somebody else's stuff if I say yes to this? And uh, so that waiting time, I'm learning to, to, to say that better. And the yes that I feel in my body when they're talking to me is a yes, their body's yes. So my empathy is is that my body gets excited because they're excited, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So I well, need that time it. separate from them, you know, to be really just feeling my own energy uh, so that I, it doesn't get mixed in with this other. Because I always wonder, why do I do all the time, like immediately, because I get so excited. It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, you know. And then afterwards, I'm like, wait a second, uh, how are you going to do this, Karen? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so sometimes it's challenging for me to separate, unless I'm like literally like not talking to the person, you know, like just literally separate, feel into it. I have to take some time, you know, then then make a decision rather than in that moment, the spur of the moment, because I feel like, oh, they need an answer right now, or I don't know why. I just anyway. Want, want to do that so uh, that's very very good counsel Nicole thank you <laughs> well it's true especially if we're an empath and we don't always understand in the beginning um, how to differentiate what's yours and what's not yours mm-hmm. yeah you I get so well. excited when they're excited <laughs> yeah well that's it exactly exactly <laughs> So it's it's just a question of respecting ourselves, and that makes us stand in our power even more. And mm. the power is not winning over others. It's really standing in your divine power is really embracing totally, 100%, all of yourself. Mm. And caring for yourself and loving yourself as much as you care and love others. 
Right, and oftentimes we are taught through church and religion, things like that, is it do unto others as you would like to have done unto you. But I, I just notice among sensitive souls and light workers that oftentimes they treat other people better than themselves. And that's not actually the teaching, you know, and it's almost like having to reverse that to say, you know, treat yourself as well as you, <laughs> you treat other people. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it was selfish if you thought of yourself. Mm, that was a, yeah, distorted message, yeah. yeah. Yes, it was. And, um, you know, through the book, I mean, there are so many meditations that will bring everybody, the readers, you know, uh, releasing the fears and liberate the emotions to be able to energize their bodies uh, when you're tired, exhausted, avo- to avoid burnout, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I was talking before turning uh, doubt into affirmation, um, having more compassion, opening your heart to love and compassion, and then, you know, to find your balance also through change. There's so many events that bring so much change in our lives. Mm-hmm. We all know we've, get, we've gone through a lot of changes in the past few years, but add to that your daily life, I mean, like, for us, we sold a house, we moved, and, you know, we had one of our kids that came back home, and that's a lot of changes to adapt into, and that's why it's important to have that love and that compassion for yourself, and to be able to find that balance through change. And then um, there's a chapter that I call the country of peace, which is you know, in the end, the meditation is opening your heart to receive more of your essence. It's really connecting deeply to your essence, your divine self. Um, I, I call it your divine presence. And um, to really tap into that infinite wisdom and divine energy that is already there within us. And we know so little how to use and to apply and bring into our lives. It's I've seen many friends that started the same journey or similar journey. And um, I think of a particular friend and she's a great channel. And I used to uh, argue with her saying, you got to stop going up. You're always flying up in energies. No, I know it's, we have to bring that energy here on earth and anchor that on earth. Mm. That's, and then, you know, it made a lot of great conversations, her and I, because we were like complete opposites. And now she comes back and says, you know, you were telling me something once and I get it now. <laughs> ah, interesting. Yes, yes. And and um, there are plenty of spiritual people who, you know, they kind of get a bad rap um, because the other people that don't realize they're spiritual or don't see themselves as spiritual or whatever, um, sometimes will blanket judge spiritual people who are not religious. Okay, I'm not talking about religious people. But spiritual people, they'll judge them as flighty, ungrounded, head in the clouds. You know, they might be like really poor or unhealthy, um, you know, and, and, and for the average person, if they're seeing this manifestation on the outside world, they're, I, I totally understand it. The judgment is like, well, gee, you're really spiritual, but your life isn't working. So why should I even like listen to you? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> 
and I know you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I, I don't, you know, um, it's really challenging sometimes for really highly spiritual people connected to those higher realms to bring it back down here to earth and really make it function and work as a human in the human body. You see, the thing is, is that it might be what that person has to experience to, you know, be more into the higher energies and float up there. But it's not for me. And I had the comments a few times that, yeah, no, you're not really spiritual. I mean, you know, because <laughs> Teresa will be doing the interview and will be there as a guest also on the book launch party. Um, we call ourselves the grounded spirituals because we're, we're down to earth. And um, I'm not big on rituals. And I remember one day I, was, I had bought a book uh, uh, Archangel Raphael it was about healing and and I was really interested in that and I started the first few pages and it was just a, such a long you know talk about how to do the ritual you have to wash your hands you have to dress in white you have to do this you have to do that oh I closed, really I closed the book and I said Archangel Raphael what the heck is this <laughs> Did you think Jesus had the time in the desert to wash his hands, change his clothes? No, he did not. When he was washing the blind with dirt, I mean, you know. (laughs) And (laughs) the reply I received was instant. (laughs) Mm. Some people do need those rituals for them to feel comfortable. Okay. uh, For them. You know, it reassures them. They know what they're doing. They need that to guide them. Obviously, mm. I, it's not my, my cup of tea. It's not that right. I don't no, do no. any rituals, but I'm not uh, overdoing it. It's just like, well, sorry for the colors I'm wearing today. Although sometimes I tune in as, okay, what does my body really need as a color today to wear? Mm. And I will follow that. But it's not every day that I'm going to do it. I, you know, I allow myself gotcha. to live as a human also. Mm, so that flexibility to, I think there's a, a little, um, you know, uh, an issue with perfectionism for those of us like myself that are recovering perfectionists who want to do it perfect and right, you know, as mm-hmm. if there is a right and wrong. Um, so, you know, so I'll be accepted or, or like you said, like, you know, feel like we're being loved. Uh, if we do it right and we connect to Archangel Raphael or Michael, you know, the right way, you know, and there's supposedly a wrong way, maybe we'll get more love. Maybe we'll feel more special. Maybe we'll get better results. You know, all these all these things which are not necessarily self-compassionate. So no, and then you can turn that in saying, what is the best way for me? Mm. Not the right way, but the best way for me. Because we all come with a background of other lives. And, you know, our energy signature is different from one another. Uh For those of you that have, um, you know, like I've felt uh, some loved ones that have passed and I have felt them around me. And at one point I said, how come I recognize who you are? And what I received was, it's the energy that you recognize. Mm. So that gave me the full explanation, the understanding of uh, energetic signature. Right. So when they, yeah. they come in, 
you receive that energy. That's why when you begin working, uh, meditating with um, either an archangel, let's say Archangel Michael, then you will learn to recognize his energy when he comes into your field. That's how you recognize him. It's through his energetic signature. So that, cool. that helps a lot to, to get to know that. So that's why it's always for, because we all have a different energy, um, energetic signature. It's important to always ask, what is the best way for me with all that I am? Mm, that's a what brilliant question. Because one, I mean, those of us that are um, have that tendency or that subconscious need to feel accepted, uh, you know, whatever, loved um, by our actions, then w- we can tend to be kind of rigid around rituals, rigid around, oh, my gosh, I, I, I better read, you know, and do, you know, every single meditation in Nicole's book, you know, <laughs> like in a row, <laughs> you know, we can we can get like that. So this question that you've asked is like, What's the best way for me? Uh, I think it's, it's, it's really, really important because everyone is different and unique and what works for one person may not work at all for another person. So, and I tend to like structures. So sometimes people look at what I do and the order I do it and they go, they, they go, wow, I just feel overwhelmed just looking at you. <laughs> but I'm like, really? Oh, you know, but that, but whatever it is, it's fun for me. I like it, you know, and it's kind of cool. And but for other people, they might feel overwhelmed. So, uh, so thank you for that question. Brilliant piece of advice. Yeah. Well, you know, it comes back to not comparing yourself to others. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when you learn with somebody, I mean, you, it's important for for us to go within into our hearts and ask for guidance. Is this for me? Or not? Does that, you know, does that resonate with me? Does it resonate true to me? If it doesn't, then, you know, you, you don't go. And, you know, sometimes some people um, started in a program or were doing some work with some people, and it turns out that it wasn't a good thing for them. And um, I'm talking, you know, a friend had that experience, and at some point he was, you know, um, not happy with herself because she had gone into that group and, you know, they, they were mean to her and all that. And at some point I asked her, I said, are you going to forgive yourself mm. for going into that group? It's an experience. Doesn't mean you're going to go back, but will you forgive yourself for having done that mm-hmm. and just let it go because yeah. it was just holding her back. Right. And now she's doing great work. Aw. Oh, that's There's awesome. All those, that's what I work a lot with is belief systems, patterns, and it's easy for me to see patterns when I'm working with people. And, um, you know, even through the channelings, while the channelings are with the angelic mothers and divine mother, and this book, you know, was guided by divine mother. And... Um, you know, I was stressing out about the book launch because I felt overwhelmed with everything that was to be done and all that. At some point, I just stopped and I said, wait a minute. I didn't do this book on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Divine Mother, you kindly asked me if I would write the book. And I said, yes. Yeah, so now do your job. <laughs> do your <part." laughs> 
If you want the people to know about the book, you know, make it happen. I I've love done everything it. I could. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, so maybe you could define uh, divine mother for for folks that are not familiar with that term. Well, to me, when I say divine mother, is as the equal to divine father, but the feminine energy. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. Yeah, and when I work with the angelic mothers, well, the angelic mothers, you, you, some other people might call it the uh, uh, sorority, or you know, all the divine feminines. Um, there are angels, archangels, ascended masters that are part of the angelic mothers. The angelic mothers is that they hold one particular quality of divine mother, which is the healing. And when I work with them, they know the souls so well that they know where to go and what to do to help to release whatever's there, the blocks or the fears or the wounds that people are, have. And sometimes we don't always know that we have those things. For example, when you meet somebody on the street, you meet this person and it's just like, ah. <laughs> you know, you're just clenching your teeth together. It's just like, mm, can't stand that person. Nope. <laughs> and sometimes it's not you and it's not that person. It's an aspect of you, who you were in another life, and one of their aspects that are meeting and saying, oh, I recognize you and I don't want to do anything with you. <laughs> okay. Got so there's it. something else at play. It's mm. not always in this lifetime. It's the energies that we carry, and that and uh, that can be at play when you meet certain people. It's the easiest way to understand what can be at play sometimes when you know uh, you are with somebody and you see two people. They keep arguing all the time, but they don't know why they're arguing. But sometimes it's on another level. That's why. That's where it happens. Yeah. So on a soul level, alternate timelines, things like that, and, and they're just, they can't help themselves in this timeline without that awareness. And yeah. like you said, if they ask for the right help, right, meaning, you know, um, what would work, um, then they don't necessarily have to go through with this argumentative relationship forever, getting the right support. Yeah, and brings us back to having that love and compassion bubble around all these parts mm. of us to say, I give it over, you know, to my divine presence to deal with it. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have the, the moment I stopped having to know the why of the why of the why, <laughs> you know, having to pick and go deep to know exactly what it was, I started healing a lot faster. Mm, started nice. to release a lot faster because I had faith and trust in my divine presence to bring to the surface what needed to be released and let go. Oh, that's and of beautiful. Course, sometimes we start doing that and I want to reassure everyone, yes, you might feel like there's a lot coming up after, but that one was just containing all the rest. Okay. So, so there might be other um, emotions or energies that want to release. It's just to breathe through that and calling to your guides and your divine team to help you to release all of that with grace 
And, you know, it's just like it doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be um, uh, very – doesn't have to bring you down. Like <laughs> you don't have – like I say, resistance is is painful. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And and I know for me it's it's uh, just remembering that uh, the team is there, and remembering to ask and you know for that support and just know that it is done that it is um, the support is there. Sometimes you know when we're in our humanness, it's just so easy just to okay, it's just me and me. <laughs> And we're doing yeah. everything on this level, this 3D level, forgetting that, hey, we got a lot of higher level help here. So might as well call in that help. And, yeah. And, uh, oh, so folks calling in, if you want to, you know, speak to Nicole uh, or myself, you know, you can raise your hand. The number to call in is 818-514-1190. Just hit one so we know your hand is up, 818-514-1190 if you're here live on the call. And uh, let me just read off of that um book launch party link it is bit.ly so b-i-t dot l-y forward slash b-t-l-a which stands for back to love again book launch party all one word so bit.ly and then forward slash b-t-l-a book launch party and uh, maybe nicole you can spend uh, a couple of minutes just talking about uh, what what you know what is a book launch party and what's going to happen tomorrow night um, it's a celebration of this accomplishment. Yay! <laughs> I love parties. <laughs> and, um, of course, I will not be reading in my book. That's one of the things, because I find it very hard to take just one part and read to people, mm-hmm. um, because it's out of context. Mm. And um, I chose to have two guests. So there's Keith Leon, who also wrote the book, Walking with My Angels. Mm-hmm. And uh, Teresa V, who's also uh, a mentor, spiritual mentor, and um, we are going to discuss with both of them, you know, about coming back to love Mm. and how life, you know, brings you onto a certain path. And at some point, you really have to have a lot of love for yourself to be able to get back onto your feet and get back onto your journey Mm. and to stay on your journey. So, and also for those that will be present, they will receive um, a beautiful gift, actually. Uh, they will receive three codes. That's spoiler alert. <laughs> Ooh, yes. And um, in the end, I will be doing a channeling after the interviews. I will talk about myself, um, how the book came about and all that, go a little deeper into that. And uh, we'll finish with a beautiful meditation. Oh, that sounds great. That sounds great. So again, uh, if you're on, uh, if you're uh, listening to the replay, the the book link, uh, so the book launch party link is there. And then um, we'd love to see you guys uh, 7 p.m. Eastern tomorrow um, with uh, Nicole and Keith and Teresa. I think it's going to be absolutely lovely. And uh, you know, in case. If, I was just wondering, Nicole, in case people want to connect with you on Facebook, are you on Facebook? Where can they, where can they find yeah. you? Uh, on Facebook, it's uh, nicoletbadu.ca. Same oh, thing on, on, in, on oh, Instagram. Okay. Oh, great. So the Facebook uh, uh, link is actually nicoletbadu.ca? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, okay. And do you have a Facebook group or anything like that? Yes, I have one that is public at the moment, which is called Wellness uh, Global Wellness Energy. Hmm. And in that one, people, if they want to experience the meditations that I do, there are plenty there. It's open. They can, they're all recorded and saved in that group. And I also have the group, a private group called the Grace and Transcendence Heart. All right. So people can, uh, is that searchable? So people can find Grace and Transcendent Heart and then ask to join? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And, and you do some free channeling events, don't you? Yeah, well, what I call the meditations, it's, you know, it turned out more being channelings at the same time. At the moment, we're doing them for the heart of humanity to raise the frequency and to bring the energies that humanity needs to in, in its evolution for the greatest good of all on Earth. And, um, yeah, and I started... Uh, with they have some of them uh, have titles in the beginning you know I've been doing that for two and a half years it was in the beginning just to help people to um, navigate the big changes we were experiencing and now it's you know I'm following my guidance on this how it it evolves and I will be Mm -hmm. becoming more active into my private group um, during the summer to, okay. to do different things with the people so you know nurture them and and I'm also for people that join on my email list they can um, you know they, they will receive from time to time special gifts that nobody gets on the internet <laughs> nice nice right so so tomorrow is the book launch everyone and the book is called Back to Love Again by Nicole Thibodeau, A Giver's Guide to Reconnect with Your Inner Strength. Uh, if you can wait till tomorrow, that'd be really great to purchase Nicole's book, even though I know it's available on Amazon right now. And, um, you know, there's, of course, the uh, paperback version and then the Kindle version. And I believe, Nicole, if I'm not mistaken, that tomorrow during the book launch, you have a special price for the Kindle? Yes. It's at 99 cents. All right. So (laughs) spread it around, everyone. Just, you know, just let people know tomorrow. Um, Put a link to Nicole's Kindle book tomorrow and just post on Facebook or wherever. Um, If you're, you know, if you are uh, wanting to support Nicole and um, feel the message, um, it, like I said, is a, it's a beautiful book, and um, I'm so glad, Nicole, that it's in color. I'm so excited to get mine because <laughs> uh, it's beautiful when I was reviewing it. And, um, yeah, it's it's going to be – you don't see too many books in color these days. I mean, not this kind of book, but it's just great. And the codes you're talking about, um, is that the artwork that's in the book? Yes. That's why the book is in color to begin with because mm-hmm. I didn't want them in black and white. Right, it, it kind of loses the energy or frequency when they're um, not yeah, the color absolutely. There. Yeah, oh, that's, talking that's about review, there's a gift for anyone that will put a review after they purchase the book. Ooh, so. nice. That's great. Okay, fantastic. So the review you're talking about, like on Amazon or or yes, on Amazon Noble or Amazon. Okay, yeah. So yes, Amazon review. That's great. So, well, uh, again, if they buy on Barnes and Noble, that will honor that just the same. But right now, it's, I think it will be available mostly on Amazon. Okay. Got 
but it's going to come in all the others. Right. Um, so do they need to, uh, if they write a review, do they need to contact you uh, to say they write a review, or how, how would they get their free gift? Um, right now there is, um, I think it's all set up with everybody that is at the book launch party. Um, ah. And there is a, <clears throat> um, uh, it, it escapes my mind right now, um, exactly uh, where it is. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, that's all right. We'll find out tomorrow. Cool. And um, so just to end off today, I thought it would be really cool if you did like a mini channeling for the group. So, I mean, specifically for those of us who are sensitive souls, who are, you know, identify as light warriors or light workers. Um, and uh, if there's, if you get any message for us, that would be really, really awesome. All right. So just give me a, a minute just to center and really. Mm-hmm. I would invite everyone just to take a deep breath. Really bring your attention to your heart center. And ground the sacred flame of your heart to the core of the earth, to Mother Gaia's heart. And allowing the sacred flame of your heart to move up through the higher chakras, through all the suns and moons, all the way to source. Connect to source and activate your pillar of light now. As you continue breathing deeply into your pillar of light, receiving the frequencies from source. Filling each of your chakras, each of your bodies. Filling your auric field, your pillar of light. As it expands, six feet in front of you, six feet behind you, and six feet on each side of you. Breathing and allowing yourself to open receiving the divine wisdom of your heart.
Blessings. Blessings, dear hearts. What an honor to be sharing this moment with you all. We bless your hearts. We bless your soul. And welcome your divine presence. And invite you to open your heart more deeply to your divine self, your divine presence. Allowing the divine within you to take its rightful place, to support you, to guide you, to nurture you in every endeavors as a human being. To trust your divine presence, to hold you at all times, to guide you at all times. That you are not separate from your divine presence. That you are your divine presence. By grounding every day the sacred flame of your heart, you are grounding and tapping more deeply into the divine wisdom that resides deep within your heart. This infinite wisdom will always guide you to your divine essence. For you to recognize the divine blueprint of your journey on earth at this time. And to be able to embrace this journey with an open heart, an open mind, as you tap into the divine consciousness of your being. Connecting to the higher consciousness and even tapping into the group consciousness that you are part of in the higher rooms. Your being is not limited to your human self, dear ones. This is why it is important for you to connect deeply to your divine essence, to welcome it into your life, to hold you, to protect you. For you to feel fulfilled Simply by connecting deeply to your divine self. Some of you will discover your inner gifts. Come. With facility. With ease and 
gracefully. Others will find the harmony they have been seeking as they connect and allow their divine essence to be part of themselves on a daily basis. Others will feel the love that nurtures from within. Nurturing all parts of your being. Nurturing the inner child too. So many times holds fear. Others will be able to connect to the divine child within. Opening their innocent heart. And being able to embrace life to its fullest through the divine connection. There is no need for you to force your journey as a light worker, as a light warrior, as a healer, as a protector. When you connect deeply within your heart and acknowledge your inner gifts, acknowledge your divine self and embrace your divine power, embrace your divine self, the path before you opens. Manifestations occurs. And wonderful encounters will come your way. We'll meet the people that resonate with you as it is no longer in a lonely path to journey on your spiritual path as a light worker, light warrior, a spiritual healer, or simply a, a human. When you are connected deeply to your divine essence, dear hearts, you are connected to the whole. Breathe in this connection that you are in now as your guides and ascended masters stand around you and before you. And the beautiful being standing before you offers you a gift to put into your heart now. I invite you to take it with your hands. Look at it.
This gift is for you to put into your heart, to remind you of your divinity, and for you to know that you are always where you need to be in each moment, always supported and loved. by your divine self and by your divine team. I invite you to breathe deeply as this gift activates in your heart, activates all the energies needed for you to open yourself be more present to yourself and connected to your divine self. And for you to have clarity on your journey. Give thanks for this being of light. the angels and ascended masters continue to balance your energies, realign your chakras into this deep connection to your divine heart, your divine presence. We bless and honor each one of you. And say namaste to you. I invite everyone to continue breathing into your heart center. As you breathe deeply, become conscious of the chair you're sitting on and always breathing through your heart center, you become aware of your surrounding, begin moving your hands and your feet, and when you're ready, you can open your eyes fully alert. lovely, Nicole. Thank you. I think I yawned about 30 times. (laughs) And uh, for me personally, I felt lots of waves of um, just waves, you know, just going through my whole body through that meditation, that channeling. I feel very peaceful right now. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, a big expansion of the heart at the same time. Mm, beautiful. Woo. Wow. Powerful yet gentle. 
Ah, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us today on Light Warrior Radio and gracing us with your presence, your divine presence. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow and everyone else at the book launch party. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening in. And I know that both of us, we would have had a lot more we could have talked about. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, I really feel your, you know, the book is just such a beautiful gift uh, to humanity. And, uh, I mean, even if someone didn't read and they just looked at the codes and just felt into them, it's just a beautiful healing gift. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really excited for tomorrow's book launch. And uh, I'll be getting both my Kindle and my paperback copy tomorrow. So I encourage people to do that as well. If you're like me and you kind of like the feel, you know, of a book. Um, uh, Yeah, so... Thank you, Nicole. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Until next time, lots of love. Bye for now. Bye.